Hi, hi, hi. Here I am with the 12th and final installment of the Hallowed Wide Song Diary. Now listen, this was supposed to happen in December. If you haven't been paying attention, what happened instead was on December 11th, I went skiing and I wrecked my knee so fucking bad. I tore my ACL and my MCL and both menisci in my left knee. I went to see the surgeon yesterday for my, whoops, for my 12-week post-op appointment. <clears throat> That's right. It's been three months since my surgery. And he was like, this is seriously one of the worst knee injuries I've ever seen. And he does surgery on the Utah, like the Olympic, the United States Olympic ski team, the trains in Utah, the skiers, the train in Utah, and also Ballet West, which is like the professional ballet company here. So as I said to a friend earlier today, you'd think by the severity of this injury that I'm some kind of hardcore athlete, but the truth is that I'm actually a hardcore spaz and I'm just really uncoordinated and it jokes on me because if you know you're uncoordinated, you probably shouldn't be skiing in the first place. So anyway, I'm back now to wrap up the Hallowed Wide properly, which frankly, I'm like, I'm a little bit bummed out that I didn't get to do that in like the time that it, you know, was happening. But on the other hand, <clears throat> I mean, kind of, I kind of feel like I'm a different person on the other side of this knee surgery. Not like a completely unrelated, but this has been like a life, a life event for me. And, you know, has given me some perspective, some different perspective that I didn't have before. So in some ways, you know, maybe it's a good thing. So I have not been in hallowed wide mode. Um, it was kind of like all I was thinking about for a couple of months there, um, right before the official kind of release of this last song. And I haven't been thinking about it in the last three months, um, because I've been, you know, just trying to learn how to walk again. Um, so this sitting down today to do this, um, is a little bit of an adventure. I haven't, you know, really prepared, um, but again, like, I guess I prepared by being the person who wrote it. So, so anyway, 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 if you're just tuning in for the first time, The Hallowed Wide is my third album um, of all original music. I, it's a concept album that I started writing in May of 2020. Um, and this final, it's 12 songs and it's, it, it's, um, it's kind of like a hero's journey. So it's like, I, I call it like fantasy pop and it's sort of an adventure, like through this metaphorical, um, enchanted Canyon. Um, and the metaphor is basically, um, the hallowed wide, the sacred space between people and peoples. So, um, each of the stops along the way, each of the songs is kind of like, um, a little, like deep dive into a specific type of, you know, conflict or a specific type of lesson that maybe you need in order to kind of connect with people in different ways. <clears throat> but there's, it's, it's broad enough that if you listen through the record, you know, with a specific hallowed wide of your own in mind. Um, so maybe that's your relationship with your spouse or a relationship with, you know, your children, or maybe it's just, you know, maybe you are feeling, um, animosity toward, you know, a group of people or misunderstanding toward a group of people, but you kind of, you want, you want an inroad, like you'd like to feel more connection. Um, this, record this piece this work um I think it I I genuinely think I know it's like a big thing to say but like I I really think that there are some there's some things that we can kind of learn in here um <clears throat> that I think might help you and intrigue you and give you some new um new ways of looking at things so for this final song the hallowed wide two <clears throat> I just ate, I just ate a sandwich, um, on, uh, my first ever homemade sourdough bread. And I probably should have just waited a little bit longer before 
recording because I'm clearing my throat too much. Anyway, that was an aside. So the Hallowed Wide 2 is the final track of the song or the final track of the record. Um, and I had this idea pretty early on. So when I, when I first started, when I first started, um, I've said this before, but the song that I wrote first was track 11, Are We Touching Yet? And then I sat with that for a minute and thought about, you know, the stories that I wanted to tell and how I kind of wanted to put it together. Um, I was just starting to kind of like picture like the imagery of this record, imagining like an expanse, like imagining this space. And I thought about this for a couple of weeks. So I, I started with this, are we touching yet? Which I wanted it to have this feeling of reaching. <clears throat> so like one of the first lines that I wrote was this line, like, can you feel my fingertips on your cheek? This idea of just like reaching so hard to like try to, to touch someone. Um, and you know, fingertips on the cheek feels like really intimate. So I, I started there like intimate, but, but in like a non-sexual way, it just feels like really, really tender. And like, you know, it's a gesture that I think like means like, I'm really trying to take care of you. I'm really trying to see you. And like, it feels very, um, pure and just, and really, really tender. So after I wrote that piece, I was picturing this reaching feeling and like this kind of certain type of a vibe that I wanted to try to achieve. And I started imagining like this Canyon kind of an idea. And I played with a lot of ideas. I was thinking about, you know, maybe calling the record like elastic or something about stretching and it just didn't feel right. Like it just didn't feel right. And so you know, during this time, it was the beginning of the pandemic. So there was like all this free time and I was going on these, I was going on really long walks. I was just going out walking for like a couple of hours at a time. And I had this kind of, I was just thinking about different words and I had like the hallowed wide kind of come into mind. And, you know, at my, at first I was like, that's, you know, it's kind of a statement of a title and I felt kind of uncomfortable about it. I didn't want to tell anybody about it, but I thought about it for like a week and just kind of tried on the idea and it started to feel really right. Um, but one of the ideas that I had was because I wanted to create this feeling of like, we're crossing this expanse. Um, but I didn't want it to feel like when we get to the end of it, it's the end. I wanted it to kind of feel like, it's a new beginning. So I had this idea to have whatever the title track was going to be, um, to have a part two of that same song last. And that, that was, that was an idea that I had just really early on. And I'll say it's inspired by, um, one of my favorite concept records of all time, which is Tierney Sutton's record on the other side, um, which is an exploration of kind of joy and sadness, happiness and sadness. And the whole record is like songs that are about being happy or about being sad. And then they're kind of turned. So like if there's a song, they're, they're all covers. It's not original music. So it, it, it allows for like a different kind of a lens. So like one of the songs she has on the album is you are my sunshine, but it's like done. So it's really sad. And then there's like songs that would kind of, you'd think would feel sad, but they're kind of done with like a, you know, a forced perspective of, you know, something more joyful. And there's two songs on the record that are, that are done two ways, um, that are, that are done as like happy and sad. And I just really liked that idea. Like I was really taken with it when I first heard that album, you know, years and years ago, I, I probably heard it for the first time in like maybe 2007 or eight. And so when I had this hallowed wide feeling, I was like, I need that. Like I, I took that kind of inspiration from there. So, um, when I was writing the hallowed wide one, like the, the original, the, the main title track, I was thinking like, I want to write this in a way that it can become something else. Um, but I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted it to do with it. I knew I, I had some ideas. I wanted the hallowed wide part two to be, um, slower, like quite a bit slower. And I knew I wanted it to be like major in places where like it had been minor. Um, listen, here's the truth. I'm just remembering in this exact moment that what I'm supposed to do in this series is stop and play the song and then talk about it. So I think I'll stop and play the song and then talk about it, but just know that what you really should do is pause and go listen to hallowed wide one, and then come back to this moment and listen to the hallowed wide two, and then listen to me talk about how we did it. Okay. (laughs) Here it comes. Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> and we're back. So, um, Jed, who's my producer, who my favorite producer that I like to hire to work with and my really a collaborator in this work. Um, we were in like one of our last days in the recording studio, like one of the last days we had booked and we hadn't, we hadn't really like worked very much on the hallowed wide too. We had maybe two days left in the recording studio. And I was like, Jed, this has really got to be right. And we were kind of talking about it. And I was like, I, I think I want to take the tempo like, you know, down to here. And then I was like, I really want to reharmonize it. Like I, I want to kind of, I want to make it major in places where it had been minor. And, um, you know, went into the, the little piano in the studio and just tried out a couple of things and sketched it out, gave it to Jed. And Jed came back the next morning with a kind of like the beginning of production for this track. And it was so mesmerizing and felt so perfectly right. And it was just such a special moment. And I, I feel the need to say, like, I, I didn't compose that much for this track. I mean, I wrote the lyrics, I wrote the melody. Um, and, you know, I came up with those chords. But this track is the stuff that is mesmerizing about this track is the production. So I really have Jed to thank for bringing it to life like that. Um, because we slowed the tempo down so much, we kind of destroyed the form, like the, the structure of the song. Um, it just, if we did the whole song, it would be, you know, seven minutes long. It would be way too slow, way too long. So <clears throat> the way that it kind of happened, I knew that I wanted, I wanted it to feel like the sun is rising. Like we're coming, we're kind of coming out of like, like it's sort of dawn and we're coming out of this like night. <clears throat> which is like kind of how the record is written. Like, uh, track six of the record is like the, the, the darkest part of the midnight. And then, you know, the sun like really, really rising like here toward the end. Um, and so I wanted the intro to feel like kind of long and luxurious, like kind of just, you know, um, waking up to like a brand new sort of vision. And so Jed put these, like what I, he, I think he calls them like, audio crickets or something like that. I forget digital crickets, maybe. Um, so these little like buzzy sounds, which feel just like they feel so magical and just all of this kind of like big soundscape, like starting off really small and then like swelling into something. Um, first, what we hear is this chant that, uh, is the, it's the very first thing we hear at the beginning of the record too. It started with my fingers, started in the marrow, started like a shiver, started in the tips of my toes. It's every secret set out like an arrow bound for something bigger, better shot the sooner you go. And in the hallowed wide one, this kind of chant thing is very heavy. And, um, it's kind of like, it's, uh, there's like a, there's an urgency about it. <clears throat> it's a little scary, but it's also kind of motivating. It feels like aggressive. And then I really wanted to hear these same words in a different way. Like on the other end, it's like, we finally learned, we've learned our lesson. And the lesson is all of life is these new kinds of journeys. Um, and just feeling this, like, instead of this kind of like tingly electricity of like, I've got to do something, I've got to learn, I've got to change it. This is this new, like this warmth, this like sunny, full, like beautiful warmth. It started with my fingers, started in the marrow, started like a shiver, started in the tips of my toes. It's every secret. Like instead of like the, the first time I wanted it to kind of feel like these ugly secrets, like coming to life, like being set out like an arrow. And now more like these beautiful secrets, these like little nuggets of wisdom, every secret set out like an arrow bound for something bigger. And you have a better shot the sooner you go, just like I cannot wait to get started. So um, that's, that's a really fun moment for me to like hear those kind of hear those, those words, slower, more determined, just like joyful and warm and major so lovely. Um, and then we sort of, we kept a couple of the lines from the verses. Um, and it's not really a full verse, but just these kind of echoes. What's the name of this aching? Our hearts are bending and breaking. And again, in the hallowed wide one, it's like, how do we describe this pain that we're in as like a people, as a species, like as a planet? Um, and in the hallowed wide one, um, the next line is, you know, it talks about 
throwing punches and just, you know, like it's kind of violent. Um, but this first time, like, what's the name of this aching? And like an aching can also be like a longing, you know, our hearts are bending and breaking, which feels, it feels, it's the same words, but instead of a devastation, it feels like it's flexibility and like they're breaking open in these like beautiful ways and not breaking, like being broken, but breaking, like breaking into something new, breaking out, breaking forward. Um, <clears throat> And then we also used the first line of verse two. What are these words I'm hearing? What's the name of this feeling? And instead of it being like, this is unfamiliar, this is challenging to me. It's like, it's just like, oh, there's this beauty that I never like thought of. So the same words kind of being transformed in a completely new way. Um, and then, you know, we sit in that luxury for so long. And then when it turns, um, going into the chorus, it feels so creepy. And we go back into like that old key again. Um, but because of like, you know, the tempo being slower and because of what's come before, it gives you this like feeling like a spaceship taking off or something. It's like such a vibe. It's like really intense. And especially if you listen to it in the context of the entire record, it is such a feeling getting to this last song. Um, <clears throat> and so then we hear this like soaring melody for the hallowed wide with this big interval at the beginning, one more chorus with just like a different kind of feeling in it. Um, and then ending with that same like kind of hallowed wide hook. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about the production. I, I really love the background vocals on this piece. Um, all those like all those ooze, um, such long, luxurious phrases and um, the chords just like stacking up vertically and you kind of feel like they're like the chords are kind of like the foundation that's like lifting you um, into this new thing, into this brand new like kind of um, the brand new journey. It's like, oh, we just finished this journey and we're ready for another one. Um, and I want to read, I want to read you this um, Gosh, am I going to be able to find it? I'm worried that I won't be able to find it. Um, I'll I'll tell you guys about this later. So I I mentioned this before, but I but I wrote um, I wrote these like little narrations that are supposed to happen before each song. So it's it's a it's a concept record in this kind of other way. Like really, the way that I meant for the record to be consumed is like before listening to each song, you read this little like narration, and it kind of gives you like. Um, it's meant to sort of like set your mind in like the way that I'm hoping it'll be set for the, for the record. Um, and this last, this narration for this last little bit, like kind of makes this part clear that like we're setting off on a brand new hallowed wide, um, all the time. Like, you know, as soon as you kind of crack one problem, you're going coming back for the next. Um, <clears throat> I think that's all I want to say about this. I mean, I've talked a lot more about these lyrics in part one of this series, um, but I asked my mailing list, my fans, to to let me know if they have any questions for me. Um, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna answer these now. Um, Jaron Davis asks. Uh, so it, the, he's talking about the the music video, which also like these are meant to be consumed together. There's like there's symbolism in in a lot of things. Um, but uh, Jaron asks, uh, what does the symbolism of the light across the eyes signify? Um, this once again was Ryan Margetz's idea. I just I'm, I can't say enough how lucky I have been in this project to have had collaborators who want to work with me and who really want to like respect this vision that I have. So so this is Ryan choice. We didn't really talk about it, but it feels kind of obvious to me that it is this kind of like this new dawn, this like new beginning. So the, the concept we came up for this video was like, we, we set the light so that there's a really bright light shining right on my eyes and then really intense shadows on like either side and just many, many shots in different light of like that same kind of a feeling. So I think it's just like, you know, this, this new, um, venture that you just can't ignore. It's just like right in your eyes, kind of like overwhelming. Um, Jaren asks, I'd love to hear about the recipe of this song in terms of the instrumental intro, the buildup and the send off. How did you make it? What's the context? I think I mostly answered that just now. Um, as I'm thinking about this, uh, yeah, the send off, like, I, Jaren, I assume that what you mean is like that very last, like the background vocal saying hallowed wide, um, the instrumental intro, just for it to feel like this 
big, like, I don't know, like there's, there's a story being told in the instrumentals that is beyond like language that should kind of just be felt more than like understood grammatically. Um, and then, yeah, building up into that same chorus with all that intensity and then just like, yeah, that last like hallowed wide background vocals kind of ringing. Oh, ooh, I forgot something so important. I forgot something so important. There's an Easter egg in this song. You probably can't hear it unless you listen on really good speakers, but <clears throat> you'll remember me having talked about, if, if you've been listening to the rest of this series, you'll remember me having talked about that um, this song has this kind of like little spell. Um, and I, I didn't come up with this at the beginning. I kind of came up with it about maybe maybe most of the way through the writing process, but I just had this feeling like there's something missing. I need, I need like something to kind of anchor it to like make it clear that the story is in like four parts because the story is in four parts. It's like three songs per like part of the journey. And so I wrote this little spell and it's first descend, then divide, make it hallowed, make it wide. And it's kind of remembering like this is the recipe for every hallowed wide first descend. And that means make a choice to dive into a new topic, to dive into a new person, um, you know, lay yourself low. Like it's about humility. I think like make a choice to kind of make the descent, learn things, you know, learn things you didn't know before, um, acknowledge things you didn't know before. <clears throat> Then divide. The divide is where is the is the part of the process where you leave behind old habits, you leave behind old ways of thinking, you might leave behind a version of yourself, you might become something totally new. Um, and I, I really believe like, you know, again, I know it's kind of a big thing to say, but this feels to me like, um, like a, a very, um, I can't think of the right word, like, it's just as good a candidate as many others of like a philosophy of how to deal with these things. And I, and I, I, I think that's true. Like I think about this kind of stuff a lot. Like I'm not a therapist or a social scientist, but I am an artist. And these topics are the topics that I have spent my life studying and, um, have specifically been focusing on in the last several years, um, in preparation for writing this record and, and while writing it and since, um, and I, I believe that this, this kind of vague outline of first descend, then divide, make it hallowed, make it wide is it's a legitimate like a uh, stance to take on these matters of like human connection. So the divide is letting go, taking things away and leaving them behind. Make it hallowed is all about being determined to just bear witness to the beauty that exists. Even if there are things, even if there are other things that still bother you, like, <clears throat> you know, about someone's lifestyle choices or about someone's political beliefs or someone's perspective or just, you know, whatever it may be, or maybe, you know, maybe the person that you're kind of thinking of in the hallowed white is just a, a difficult person. And there's someone that you love and you want them in your life, but you just don't know how to handle it. Just that make it hallowed is about finding the things that are truly beautiful. Um, really honoring what's like beautiful about this person or this kind of group of people what can you genuinely like in your like in the most heartfelt way like really believe as being kind of sacred beautiful mesmerizing and then finally make it wide is about um applying those principles larger like you apply you, you apply them on a small scale and then you make it part of your life you test it out in these small ways and then you have to make it bigger you have to make it um something that is, is all encompassing that, 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 you know, shines and spreads over. I keep knocking the microphone out of my own face. Um, because I'm gesturing with my hands as I'm talking in this room by myself, because that's just the type of gal that I am most of the time. Um, anyway, so, th so those are the pieces, make it first descend, then divide, make it hallowed, make it wide. And Jed and I talked really early on in the recording process about leaving this, this mantra, this chant, this little spell in the hallowed wide part two. <clears throat> so you can hear it starting I want to say it comes in 
on the third line of the chorus, you can hear it really, really quiet. First descend, then divide, make it hallowed, make it wide. I whispered it and recorded it so many times. So it's this big like chorus of whispers and we just looped it, but kept it really, really quiet um, and then turned it up slowly. So when you, when you hear um, that very last, like there's like three or four background vocal parts that all kind of say hallowed wide. And then you can hear one full iteration of that whisper underneath. So it's just, it's just there as like a little Easter egg and that send off Jaren, I'm glad you asked this question. It's a, it's a great question and I would have totally forgotten to talk about it. Um, but that, that send off of that little chant is again, this kind of reminder of do it again, apply it somewhere else, go forth, and like see the hallowed wide again. And like, what does the next iteration of it look like? Um, okay. Then Jaren says, um, for you, how does this song relate to the opener? How does it, how does the make it wide to the originals first descent? Yeah. We just talked about this. It's Jaren. These questions are so thoughtful. Thank you for like listening to my work with such like tenderness and thoughtfulness. I appreciate it more than I can probably ever say. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think I addressed this already. The opener is meant to feel it's the same problem, right? Like the opener and the closer are both the beginning of something, but the first time is our first time. And we're learning these lessons brand new and it feels really difficult and we don't know what the end is going to look like. And then the second time we're kind of closing the chapter on one journey and opening the chapter on the next, but it's like, we have practice now, like, and part of that make it wide is like, do it again, do it again, apply these principles over and over again. And yeah, I mean, I really believe it. Like this, this is, this is like a, this is something that I have been testing, you know, obviously not with these words, but just like in my own life for 15 years, if not more, like, you know, it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. In fact, it has certainly been more than 15 years, but you know, for me, um, when I was a child, I was, and you guys who are listen who listen to artifice have heard me talk about this a lot, but I don't often talk in the podcast about in like the regular artifice episodes about really specifics of my work. So maybe I'll just illuminate this here, but you know, I always, like I was raised in, in a, in a very non-curious environment. I was raised in a really homogenous environment. I was raised in a closed minded environment and not, not a very creative environment. And I just always had a curiosity about different kinds of people. And, uh, I wouldn't say that I always felt positively about different kinds of people. I think I was raised with a lot of fear, a lot of kind of sense of otherness, but I definitely had a curiosity, just like a gut instinct that like, I wasn't getting the whole story. And then when I was a sophomore in high school, I joined like the speech and debate team. And for the first time in my life, I had conversations with people who weren't politically conservative or like, you know, religiously conservative and started kind of trying to like work my brain through these like other kinds of stories and different things I was hearing. And then, uh, when I moved to uh, Denton, Texas for college, um, no one was, was like me. Everyone had a different background and, you know, these methods of kind of like, how can I understand as much as possible what the world looks like through your eyes? Um, it's something that I have gotten better at. And I think at this present point in my life, I'm genuinely like really pretty good at it. I practice it a lot. Every time I have a new student, every time I have a new guest, every time I'm, you know, playing at someone's wedding, I, I by the nature of my work, I have, I, I meet so many people and I meet people in situations where there's kind of an intimacy about it really, really quickly. And, um, and I, I, I try, I, I use these methods. So when I started writing the hallowed wide, you know, part of this was like, I want to, I want to put into words, these things that I have been feeling and seeing and experiencing for, you know, all of my twenties for sure. And, and maybe, you know, could argue that it's something that started for me when I was in my later teens and, um, I'm turning 35 next month. So if that gives you an idea of where I am now or like how long it's been that I've been thinking about these things. Um, and so anyway, all this to say, like, I, 
I, I really believe this. Like I take it very seriously. It's a whimsical package, but it is like a methodology and a perspective and a philosophy that I, I have spent many, many years testing and trying out. Um, and it is a skill. It is something that you get better at. And these kind of four, four basic components of this process, like in some way or another, like I use them every time, like I find myself at the beginning of, you know, a social problem, a, a person, a person or a people problem. Um, okay. And then Jaren asks, now that the hallowed wide is complete, do you have any clues about what you want your next project to be? Any early impressions, any songs written? Um, Jaren, when you ask this question, so for, so for the listener, um, I had asked my mailing list, like in October, like, cause that's when the record was coming out. Like, what are your questions? And then I was planning on kind of waiting a month and then recording, like thinking about it for a month and then recording this episode in, uh, in December. And, um, Jaren, when I read this question, it like, I felt I had, I had like a visceral reaction to this question, um, which is like, uh, I don't know. The truth is that I do know I, the truth is I actually have a pretty clear, clear idea of what I'm doing next. But the reason that I have this kind of visceral, like, I don't know how to name this reaction. It's like a little bit of like maybe fear or a little bit of, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's asking me for a vulnerability that like feels pretty vulnerable. Um, but as again, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I've had three months to kind of just be really alone with my thoughts and not capable of very much. And what I've kind of determined is that for this next project, which I'm at the beginning of, um, and I think I will be in this project, like in this phase for maybe three years, maybe like a little while. So hopefully maybe that gives you an idea of like the timeline I'm imagining. I haven't written any songs yet, but I have written many, many notes to myself of ideas for lyrics. So I can tell you that I have a pretty good, I have a, I have a very good idea actually of what the kind of metaphor will be. And, you know, I like writing concept records. So I, I teach, I've mentioned this a few times, but I, I'm teaching songwriting at Utah Valley University now. And I taught songwriting one in the fall and I'm teaching songwriting two now. And it has been, I don't know, it feels like it's a piece of my career and my kind of personhood, my life that, um, I've been missing and it, and it really like, it's really completing like some kind of circuit for me. Um, but basically the way that I've constructed the classes is songwriting one is very structured. It's very like practical tools. There's definitely like artfulness in it, but it's, it's pretty, um, strict. Like it's, it's a very, it's highly structured. We're talking about like analyzing harmonies, analyzing the components of melodies, really thinking about lyrics in terms of like rhyme scheme, in terms of the grammar, in terms of like the actual words. And the way that I'm teaching songwriting too, is more like about kind of blown open like art. And uh, basically we just have art discussions in class every week. And I just came from teaching my Thursday songwriting class. Like I just got home. I got home. I ate a sandwich on my new sourdough bread and I came downstairs to record this episode. But to just today, just today in class, um, we on Tuesday, so I, I teach my classes an hour on Tuesday and an hour on Thursday. And on Tuesday, we listen to a whole album all the way through. And I, we hadn't done that in class before. And I didn't tell the students to expect it. It was kind of like, it was like a surprise adventure. And I, I asked them to turn their computers and their phones off and just have a piece of paper and just write notes and really have like an immersive listening experience. And then today we just talked about like what we had kind of synthesized and processed since Tuesday. And at the end of class, one of my students came up to me and said, um, he was like, I just want to ask your opinion on something. And, uh, he was like asking me what I think about concept records. And if I, he was specifically asking if I have, if I have a preference or if I have an opinion about concept records that have 
um, musical interludes. So where there's like, you know, a three minute song and then like a 30 second little kind of interlude or like a little segue that takes you to the next song um, <clears throat> versus, uh, you know, something like um, the record that we listened to, which was um, Kimbra's new album, A Reckoning, which is I have many thoughts about it, which I talked about all day today in my songwriting class. Um, and that's neither here nor there, but it's, it is certainly like some kind of a concept record, but it's not explicit in this way where like, it's a straight listen through there. There are, there's silence between the songs. So my student was asking me this question and we were kind of talking about it. I told him like, you know, I love a concept record. Like I fell in love with like listening to Pink Floyd in my, my junior and senior year of high school has affected me as a, as a composer, as an artist, like in such a profound way, hearing, you know, kind of a concept album for the first time, not ever having really known that that was an option, um, and feeling just mesmerized by that. And then that Tierney Sutton album that I mentioned earlier is also a concept record that had a different spin on it that made a huge impact on me. And there have been several others, um, throughout the years, but I, I love a concept record. And what I, what I left this student with in the end of the, in the end of our, our little chat after class was, you know, in this day and age, there's, there's so many reasons to not write an album. Um, people don't listen to albums anymore, like hardly ever. People don't listen to albums all the way through. They listen to singles, they put things on shuffle. Um, and I find that to be like personally heartbreaking because I love an album so much. I want a work of music to feel like a book that I'm reading. I want it to feel like a film that I've watched. I want it to feel like an experience and the idea of putting someone's record on shuffle, like kind of makes me want to throw up a little bit and I'm not trying to be dramatic. It like, it really makes me sad. And I, I don't, I don't love listening to records that aren't concept records. Like give me a single here or there. And if you're going to make an album, like make it an album. Um, and so that's, I'm saying this right now because that is how I feel about this. And I, I just told this to my student today. Um, and so naturally whatever I work on next will also be a concept album. And I, I love metaphors because they give me a way to play. So like the, the med, the main, my first record is called embark. Um, and I haven't talked about that that much. I'd like to do like a podcast series maybe where I go into depth on Embark. Um, but it, that was my earliest writing. Like the first song I ever wrote is on that record. Um, anyway, Embark is the, is the, the concept is it's all journeys. It's different kinds of journeys. And some of the journeys are like physical and some of the journeys are mental, but it's Embark, like starting, you know, being on a journey. Um, masks is obviously like it's using the metaphor of masks, but I like this because if I, ha if I give myself a theme, if I give myself a theme, then it gives me a way to kind of think how we're, what are all the different paradigms in this theme? Like what are different ways I can think about it? It just, it gives my brain the right kind of a limitation to focus in the creative way that's most satisfying to me. So what I'm pretty sure of is that this next record might be a bit shorter. Um, and that's mostly because doing these long records is just, it's, it's, it's really expensive and, um, I don't make money doing it. I wish I did. I really wish I did, but I don't. So it's, it's a huge financial investment. It's a huge investment of time. It's a huge investment of emotional labor and, um, and when I don't get like, you know, a little bit more reception or, you know, it's just hard. It kind of like leaves me a little heartbroken. So for many reasons, not the least of which is that this is part of kind of what the new project might be. Um, I think I'm just going to let it be a little bit shorter. So it's just, I can be really, really luxurious on fewer songs. So I'm picturing something that is maybe more like five or six songs who knows though, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I have a very, very clear idea of what the kind of overarching theme or metaphor is going to be. It's a quite a clear idea. Um, what I don't know is everything that I'd like to say within that metaphor. And so I, I am setting, I'm laying traps for myself, um, to, research. So, you know, I like the idea, you know, when someone's going to write a screenplay or someone's going to write a book, a novel, you know, they have a period of research. And 
I just, I like this ethos. Like I, I like, I like this type of an idea and I've been doing it kind of, uh, unofficially with certainly masks and certainly the hallowed wide embark. Not so much because I was just a baby artist back then. And I hadn't figured out how to be the version of myself that I better enjoy being, um, as I'm sure will feel true with everything that I write. Um, as I keep adding things, uh, where was I? So yeah, I've laid traps for myself. I've laid kind of puzzles for myself. I'm doing research. I'm being really intentional about this research, paying attention, really thinking about, you know, this theme, kind of trying to think about this theme every single day of my life and kind of in everything that I'm doing and looking for angles and looking for places that I want to kind of dig deeper on. So I'm, I'm in a research phase and this research is, it has to do with people and it also has to do with kind of other things. So I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but, uh, the last thing I'll say is I, I have, I'm starting to develop a pretty clear idea of like visually what I'm imagining. And I always think of visuals pretty early on in my process. And then I try to write music that feels like how those images kind of look in my mind. So in, in some ways I have a really, really clear idea of where I'm going. I know what the color palette should be. I know, I know how it needs to feel. Um, I know what the, what the kind of overarching like theme or metaphor is going to be. And I have even some ideas of specific lyrics or specific, um, just ideas like lyrical types of ideas, um, questions to pose or, you know, I don't know, things to explore. Um, but I just, I need to do some research before I can do this project justice. So, um, so yeah, that's my answer to that. Did I answer all of it? Early impressions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess the last thing I want to say for anyone who's listening is that I'm not planning on releasing new music really soon. Um, and, and again, it's, it's part of, it's part of what, like, part of kind of knowing where I'm headed next. Um, and I know this is all very vague, but part of, part of knowing that arrival point that I want to get to means taking a lot of time right now. Um, but, but I do plan to be creating every day, creating as much as I can. And, um, I guess I can just say this now cause it's, cause it's out, but, um, but for anyone who's listening, when I interviewed Catherine Coles, the poet, um, for artifice and her episode is just, if you click back two episodes from right now, you'll see it. So Catherine Coles, the poet, I felt such a kinship with her. Um, and I, I interviewed her in like June ish of 2022 and we were talking about her work and her process and I was starting to think about these things that I'm working on. And I was also kind of thinking about like what it had felt like to work on the hallowed wide. And I was kind of at that point, like starting to really, um, promote the hallowed wide and Anyway, uh, the way that Catherine and I talk about this thing of like having an idea, having all this stuff, and it's kind of like, she describes it as like this thicket, or maybe I said it was a thicket, honestly can't remember, we were on such a vibe together, um, but that's kind of where I am right now, and I'm being really intentional about it, so uh, I feel like I'm in this thicket. I feel like I have some gut instincts about how I'm going to get out of it. I have some gut instincts about what I need to add to it. Um, and, and it's, I'm approaching it in like a multifaceted way. Um, but everything that I'm, everything that I'm doing and I, and I, I really, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think if there's any caveats to this, but I kind of think there's not everything that I'm doing right now, everything that I would like to be doing that I want to be doing. I mean, I guess a caveat is taxes. Like my taxes aren't part of it, you know, stuff like that, but pretty much everything, pretty much everything I can think of that I spend my time doing. I'm, I'm doing this, I'm writing this album as well. So, um, I will talk more about this, like on my blog, on my mailing list. Um, I do plan to be singing for you, the listener. Um, like right now I just like, 
right now I'm just trying to kind of get back up on my feet after this knee injury, no pun intended. Um, and I have some things that I'm, I'm just really trying to follow my gut and kind of like, you know, employ like artistic faith in this way. And like my gut tells me like right now I need to focus on some other things. Like I need to just get my hands in some things. So, you know, like for example, sourdough, like for example, I just hired a gardener. I'll tell you guys more about this later, but it feels like the dreamiest thing. Um, but I just have, I just have this feeling that I need to like do some like tactile art, some like a visual art, some, you know, some other kinds of things just to kind of like you know, heal a certain part of me for just a minute or just maybe heals not even the right word, but just give, give this other stuff in me, like some time to kind of flourish and like grow. And I just feel like it needs, it needs it, my, my non-musical artistic instincts need some nurturing at this current juncture. But, um, I do plan to be, uh, recording covers of things and, uh, there will be singing and there will be music in the next little while, but I don't plan to be releasing new original songs of just my own. What's between the lines there is there could be collaborations that happen. Um, but, uh, but for a little while, maybe, maybe, maybe two years. So, um, I want to just kind of, I gotta, gotta do right by this research. <laughs> and right now, part of that research is, is doing some other kinds of art, um, and I really, this feels vulnerable to me. So, so I think this question, the reason it feels vulnerable to me is I'm, I think I feel some fear that people who are here for my music will leave me <laughs> at this point. And I hope that you don't. So, um, I, I am working on something and it feels like a big, fun, exciting, important thing. Um, and I'm going to keep it a little cryptic for a little while while I figure out a little more of it. Um, but I am making art and it's the same, I'm the same person. I'm just making, I'm just making art in a little bit of a different way for a minute. Um, and it, and it feels like it's the best choice for the music that is to come. That's it. Um, the hallowed wide has been my favorite project that I have ever made up until this point. It was an absolute joy to write the music. It was an incredible experience to record the music, to make the videos, to design all the visual content. Um, creating the the map was like, I spent like a hundred hours doing that. And it was really, it was really rewarding um, for me. And, and not just in the sense of like doing the thing, but just in kind of all these other ways, like taking, you know, spending time in a different way than I normally do. And just being like extremely inefficient because I'm not, I, I'm not an illustrator. Um, and writing, like writing these narrations, this writing, the prose that's included in this record, all of these things, like it was just, it was, it was just, I gave myself a lot of permission, um, in this project and, uh, it felt great. And I hope that, I hope that anyone who's listening to this has also heard the hallowed wide and, and felt that and feels that. And, um, I heard from someone this morning, actually, it's just like weird timing that this is just happens to be happening today. But, um, a, a, a young woman who, um, I met when she was a younger teenager, she's an adult now. Um, but she told me just, just this morning, she, we were messaging, um, cause she has a project coming up soon that I'm interested in. And she said, I just want you to know, I listen to the hallowed wide, like once a week. It's, it's just, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but something like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, it's an experience. And that's exactly how I meant for it to be. I want it to be an experience and not, it's not just music. It's like, you know, it's something I want it to like really take the listener somewhere and be kind of meditative in that way. So um, if you haven't heard it yet, please go listen all the way through. I still have not released it as an album. It's still just out there in the world as singles, but I am, I'm on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And then also I just got the, the live show, the release show footage back. So I'll be making that available as well. Um, please stay tuned. If you're listening to this, if you've been listening to this, if the hallowed wide has affected you in any way, please reach out to me. I know I say this all the time, but like, I'm really asking because like I said before, 
it's a ton of money. It's a ton of time. It's, you know, bleeding yourself dry emotionally and creatively. And, uh, it feels to me like the hundreds and hundreds of hours that I have invested in this project has come back to me in the form of like very, very little feedback. So, um, so if you're having a thought of like, oh, I really liked this, but like no one wants to actually hear from me. No, I really do. I'd really like to, it would mean a lot to me and, um, you know, give me like a little, a little oomph as I'm kind of like diving into the next big thing. As always, if you're listening, I love you. It means so much to me that you're here and I'm really, really excited for the next adventure. Um, and please keep listening to Artifice because there are clues here as well about what's happening next. A lot of the research that I do, I do in these interviews. So um, pay close attention and feel free to ask me about anything. If it's something I want to keep a secret, I'll just tell you that. But most of the time, I'm kind of an open book. So thank you for being here. I hope that the rest of your month is beautiful and I will be back with some great new episodes in April, my favorite month of the year, my little birthday month, the beginning of spring. It's going to be delicious. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.